What's going on, good people, and welcome into Audio Bistro. I am Austin Krieger, and I'll be your host, your server, your head chef, whatever the hell you want to call me. But at the end of the day, I started up Audio Bistro to highlight talented artists or bands across any genre of indie or EDM music as really a way to drive new ear holes and eyeballs to their music. This platform is all about showing you the artists or artists behind the music in long-form conversations, so when you ultimately go and listen to their music immediately following an episode, you'll feel more connection to the work they're putting in uh, to bring in you these glorious sounds. Be sure to catch a new episode of Audio Bistro every Tuesday and watch for new playlists to drop every two weeks, and at the end of every month, we will be featuring a playlist for just the artists we had on that month. Thanks for checking out Audio Bistro. Let's dive in. Welcome into Audio Bistro, episode three. Today we are featuring Minnesota-based group, author, Indie Rock. Does that sound about right? You, you guys would classify yourself Indie Rock for the most part? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So we got, we got Zach, we got Cameron sitting together in studio. Is that, is that in Minnesota? Is that in Rochester? Yeah, this is at my studio, Carpet Booth Studios in Rochester. Yep. Carpet Booth Studios, where I got my start. Shout out yeah. Carpet Booth Studios forever. And then, of course, we got Trevor. Um, <laughs> Trevor, your your lead vocals, right? I'm I am one of vocals. One of the vocals. So it's <laughs> so Trevor, you're on vocals. You do some guitar. Zach, I think you do some vocals and bass, right? Yeah, and then bass, guitar, depending on our setup. But yeah, yeah, for sure. And then um, Cam, you're on you're on drums, drums and vocals. Yep. So you're all vocals. You always got the beautiful voices with you. Perfect. <laughs> Well, so like I said, so Zach Carpet Booth Studios, it's kind of where I got my start in producing music myself, um, you know, so I, I kind of wanted to start there if you don't mind before we start diving into author a bit more. Um, so so be honest, you know, how shitty were those first few tracks that I brought you, uh, if you even remember them? <laughs> that is a brutal question, dude. Not shitty at all, though, um, especially with you sort of communicating where you're coming from on just like being a big EDM fan and then wanting to become you know, a sort of producer in that realm. Like I thought what you brought was, was, uh, of high quality and we were able to get some cool mixes out of it, dude. And then every single time you sent a new track, it got even better. So yeah, it was great. Are you still writing? No. So I guess, uh, long story short, how I got to be at audio bistro now is, um, of course I can't really just give up the, the full-time job while we're doing this all. And uh, music production was, um, an engineering feat that I, uh, decided wasn't the best thing for me but i still wanted to be involved with music as much as i could because i love it you know i, I can't take a shit without listening to music so like it's a huge part <laughs> of my life and uh, i want to see what i could do more for the whole the music community as a whole um and that's kind of where audio bistro came in instead of making music you know how can i take my background in business where i went to college for and my love for music and kind of combine it uh into one one whole spectrum and i kind of felt like this was more uh, a passionate project for me than just making music as much as I love that process and wanted to get into it and love diving into it. This kind of felt like more heart and soul kind of project for me than that was. So that's really cool. not as much in, anymore. That's all right. But are you still doing the, are you still, Zach, are you still doing the engineering with Carpen Boo on top of obviously being a part of Arthur author? Yeah. Yep. So running the studio, um, we've got a few, um, part-time like engineers on staff, some interns, and then Cameron actually started apprenticing with me a month ago today. And so oh, Cameron hell. moved down from Minneapolis to Rochester to sort of, you know, start this new phase of his career and training under our team. And he'll end up, you know, becoming one of our engineers here. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. 
Well, Cameron, what's it like having Zach as a bandmate and boss? What's he, what's he better at? <laughs> is he a dick of a boss, but a, a great bandmate? Uh, no. <laughs> no, he's a he's a great boss for sure. Like this opportunity, we've talked about it. I mean, he's been in this space for five years now, right? Uh, in this space for like four, but yeah, yeah, four or five years, whatever. And then been doing carpet booth for a really long time. And we've talked about me coming down here and apprenticing under him and stuff like that for a long time. So it was just like a kind of a situational thing that like worked out perfect in like my life and like where I was at to like move back down to Rochester because I was living in the cities and kind of just dive head first into this and pursue it more. So but it's a great opportunity and because we already have such a good dynamic being in a band and like knowing each other for so long, it's been really easy like learning under him and just yeah, I'm excited to make cool records here, you know, and help out any way I can to make cool records here. So, oh, hell yeah, dude. Um, I love being part of the Carpet Booth family. Um, like I said, where I kind of got my start. Great studio, Zach. I remember where, you, where I first met you was in a tiny little spot in a strip mall kind of thing. And you've Damn. moved all the way now to, uh, you like re- renovated like a whole church, right? Is that still the, is that still the setup? You pretty much renovated a whole church. You got the whole thing set up upstairs, downstairs. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. I feel like I feel so lucky to have this space. Yeah, we have a big studio A on the whole top floor. And then downstairs, we just built a studio B, which is kind of just a simpler, lower input, lower stakes sort of place uh, targeted towards like the beginner or local musician who needs to kind of get their feet wet in the studio world. We got bunks downstairs for bands, full lounge, kitchen, workshop. It's it's awesome. Awesome. Well, stoked that we could plug Carpet Booth up here quick. Um Let's let's dive into author a little bit. Uh, first question: We we touched on this before we recorded. Zach, you get a lot of comments about the Jesus flow now, um, but yeah. also it looks like uh, Trevor. I've noticed your flow's grown out quite a bit. Meanwhile, Cameron, you recently cut your hair from the flow you had uh, to kind of create a rift in the band. What's what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, I really just wanted to like create some drama and no longer be a long-haired boy so i shaved it all off recently and it's been fun (laughs) i'm sure they're gonna follow soon though we'll all just have shaved heads eventually i look scary with the shaved head i don't think i can pull it off trevor has a head as close as i'll get and it's already too short i i'd I'd wear a hat for like a week straight because it was too short (laughs) trevor has a head tattoo so it makes sense for him to shave his hair but he's just got such good hair it's like how do you shave that off hold on so did you you got a head tattoo but you got a full ass head of hair i have it's on the back of my head but okay i'm planning on shaving my head and getting the whole top and side of my head tattooed and then uh growing my hair back over it it's totally. for me, you know. It's a long okay. game. Hey, that's for you, man. As long as you know it's there. <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things. It's like you can shock people, you know. If you meet me when I have hair and then one day we're going swimming and I shave my head and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, it's like that shock value. Easy story. Easy, you know, easy conversation started. I don't I don't blame you at all. Um, yeah. but, but according to facts and data and certainly the internet, is it true that having long hair makes you a better band or makes you a better musician in totality? Um, I think a drunk person with a beer in their hand, if they look at you and you have long hair, I think they think your music's better. <laughs> okay. That's probably true. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like, a, it's like an Instagram filter that's always on. 
Uh, <laughs> that's a good <laughs> way to look true, at though. it. I, I'm I, fuck. Eighties bands were. That's probably why they were so successful. Then everyone just had flow down to their their butt. Um, yeah. You know. So in early May, y'all kind of celebrated the the ten year anniversary um, for your first EP. People are all alike all over. Uh, do you still think that title is true? People are like all over. Mm. <laughs> I like the question. Well, so the, the title actually came from an old Twilight Zone episode. Okay. Uh, so uh, way back when, and Rod Serling is such an insane uh, writer. And um, yeah, he typically wrote stuff like that. That was like very, um, what's the word? Almost like prophetic and... Um, yeah, I don't know. I think deep down people are like all over, but I think uh, as we've seen a lot of recently, um, people are, yeah, there's a lot of conflict going on. Mm-hmm. So yes and no, I would agree. <laughs> I think people are like all over deep down. I'd like to believe that as an optimist. Hell yeah. We try our best. But I guess what what inspired the question is first of all, congrats on the ten year anniversary. Thank you. I was looking at some some pics of the band uh, back when, and um, Cam and Trevor, neither of you looked like a day over seventeen when Author kind of got kicked off. So I was kind of curious what what led to the start. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Zach, I don't. Were you initially part of a part of Author? I think you were you doing like some sound engineering in the background, then you kind of joined the band full time. I was just more so curious the origins. Yeah, I mean, we we played in a hardcore band before Author, all three of us with three of our other buddies. And mm-hmm. uh, we would stay after practice sometimes and like jam on softer stuff because us three liked like softer music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Trevor just, I, this, I, I mean, we haven't even talked about this probably us three, but this is kind of how I remember it is like Trevor just basically said one day, he's like, I think I'd like to actually try this different project out and kind of asked like, do you, do you, should we do this together? And, um, I think I decided to go off to college and do my thing. And then Cameron was playing in some other bands for a while. Right. So Trevor started with other people and then Cameron kind of came back in after a while. And then I came back in in 2016 or 17. I can't remember. Yeah. I played in a couple other groups and I think for me, it was like, uh, I kind of wanted to explore writing with people that I hadn't like written with before and like bands, um, and then Trevor went through a couple iterations of band members. And when he booked the studio time for people are like all over, he didn't have a drummer. So Trevor was like, do you want to come play on this EP? Um, and at that time, I think if I remember correctly, I was still just going to come down kind of as like a hired gun, just playing on the record. And then once I started writing the songs with Trevor, I was just like, this is like what I want to be doing and want to be playing. So like pretty much before going into the studio, I like officially joined back into the band and um, yeah, been doing it for 10 years now. <laughs> it's just wild. <laughs> Sheesh. So Trevor, is this, is, is author kind of your project child then? Are you, are you, have you kind of been there from the start and through it all? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, started the whole thing back in t- uh, 2010, probably, I think, 2010. And then, um, yeah, it pretty much went as they said. Um, I wanted them to be in the band initially, but it didn't line up initially. And then 
things moved around and and here we <laughs> yeah. are 12 years later Spooky. well i mean y'all have clearly had tremendous success as a band i mean let, let's talk about the european tour I, I i mentioned that before we hit record here but i was i was curious to learn more about that um you played the first ever european 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 tour jesus um <laughs> in 2019 uh it looks like you went to i'm gonna say this wrong was it how do you say it Luzern? Luzern. lucerne 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 switzerland liege liege belgium yep. liege I, i'm i'm like german i should be able to like get this all but uh, i guess not and then and then belgium um holy shit what was that like man i mean not everyone just gets to casually do a european tour so you know i want i want to hear stories i want to hear the raunchiest thing to come from that tour <laughs> raunchiest well i'll just start with how it happened in general so um i mean we've been a band like we're saying for over 10 years so uh really early on in our career we had an article in ap magazine alternative press back uh back when that was a, probably a little more of a big deal. And it had a really great uh, scope and great reach and stuff like that. So the band we toured with actually called Cold Reading, they heard of us through this magazine. And so they actually told their friends, just like everybody back in the day, like, oh, I found this cool band, whatever. You know, you talk about it. So they asked us to come out. So like, we're very much a DIY band, like uh, do it yourself till we die kind of thing and so um yeah long story short i knew these guys in switzerland and i knew that they were uh fans of us and their band is really cool and i reached out to them and said hey like what is what's it going to take for us to do a tour together um and so they helped handle like where we printed merch and they helped handle the booking we rented a sprinter van out there um they came and picked us up from the airport um it was awesome i mean it couldn't have gone better especially considering we've never met him in person <laughs> wow it mm -hmm. was it was we met him over facetime <clears throat> we we're like we probably should know just in case if they're mm -hmm. you know if they're real we don't want to become you know a hostile situation <laughs> of course i refuse so to say in hostels because off. of that movie yeah <laughs> i don't want to be sold off for you know murder pleasure murder pleasure <laughs> Your body parts are in different different spaces before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. It would be wild. But yeah. I mean, uh, that, it must have been a trip ahead. finding it must have been a trip finding out you got like international fans, you got an international, you know, fan base. You know, I I, I thought that thing was reserved for, you know, huge market uh sports teams to have and just massive bands but like when when you found out you kind of had like an international listening and a, just a presence, you know, when you're going to do those shows um what has that been like? You know, what was that initial experience of when you're getting your feet wet into a, an international scene? It was really cool. I mean, there is a handful of people at those shows that like had heard of us through, you know, either just like a Spotify playlist or we did these sessions called Audio Tree, which are based out of Chicago, which is just like a live session recording. Um, and they had like, and still do have like a huge following that watches these live sessions. And there's a couple people that came out in Belgium, I believe that were like, we saw your audio tree from like five years ago. And, you know, they took a train from Sweden to come see us. And it was just like one of those things that was just very mind blowing. Cause for us, we like just assumed that we're just gonna, you know, be playing to a huge 
following of cold readings in Europe because they're a European band, you know? So it's like, we're like just lucky to be playing shows over there, but having like a group of people come to shows that were like, we've seen your videos or listened to your songs on Spotify. was just like, yeah, it was mind blowing for sure. Yeah. I can, I can imagine that was, that was different. So then I think it was your Switzerland show. Um, y'all posted stuff about, uh, it got weird. Um, so is it safe to say, uh, Switzerland had the best recreationals on tour? It sounds like maybe it had the best gin on tour. <laughs> what, what are we thinking? What got weird in Switzerland? Was Switzerland where it got weirdest? I, I think Belgium was where it got weirdest. We even have a, yeah, in Bruges. Um, and now even within the band, it's kind of an inside joke. If we're going to get, you know, super fucked up, we'll say like, are we trying to get bruisey tonight? Or, or <laughs> hey, you're, you're getting a little bruisey, bro. Chill. <laughs> that sounds but, like something Gen Z could pick up, bruisey. They got a bunch of weird ass sayings. Uh, I think we can fit bruisey in there. I might have to start using that just casually. We might have to get you as a marketing consultant, dude. Yeah. I like this thought. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk after the episode about okay, that. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we need some TikTok help. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we just, we were, Bruges, what we learned when we were there, Bruges was one of the biggest cities least affected by the war, the world, like World War One and World War Two. Yeah, so, one of the oldest standing Yeah, cities. the old town, the old part of the town was like, there's a picture of Cameron standing in front of a house that was built in like the 1400s or something, you know? Holy so it's this gorgeous place, but it's an open bottle policy. So yeah, we were walking around just taking pulls of gin and somebody in the band, I won't say who, threw up on thousand year old cobblestone and i ended up <laughs> naked in an airbnb running around i think that <laughs> night and it was great it was super fun <laughs> would do again would recommend bruges yeah it Correct. was a good time who bruges would you who would you guess threw up in the the cobblestone the cobblestone yeah uh the guy who gets head tattoos and then covers it up with hair oh, oh. <laughs> nope we'll hey, never no. reveal we'll never reveal it but <laughs> Okay, well, so you've already guessed one third gone. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Zach? Zach was naked somewhere else. So yeah, I, it, process Cam, of elimination. Cam, I'm sorry. I hope I hope the next day was okay. Uh this same night was still great. Yeah. I think I was more dehydrated than drunk. To be he just, honest, he just got. I saw it happen. He just got it out, and we just kept going. Man, yeah, it was a just, rally, uh, puke and rally. The yeah, classic puke and rally. Well, Zach was right next of- to me, and I just kind of you know. It needed to come out. And then I just look at Zach and I was like, hey, I just threw up. And he's like, do you need to go back to the Airbnb? I'm like, no, I'm fine. Let's go to the next like pub that we were like walking to. So, you know, sometimes you just boot and rally, I guess. You do. Well, Cameron, <laughs> God bless your champions mentality, especially especially when you're over in Europe. I mean, how often are you over in Europe? I mean, to let, exactly. a, to let a little boot and rally put you down for the night when you get when you got this chance. You know, I, I appreciate the effort on your end. So. Yeah. Thank you for staying with it. I'm sure the boys appreciated it. Yes. <laughs> Everyone give it up for Cameron. He stayed in it. <laughs> um, so I guess um, you guys, you played the tour. Um, you had your first live show, though, recently in quote unquote a while. So uh, back in your early, what was it? Back in early May, you had your first live show in a while. Am I wrong? Uh, I think um, the Gully Boys May, show. You guys, just, you guys were. We had our first show in like six months or something. And we, that was we in, have played it was in a May. Since COVID, we played a, a festival right after COVID. Okay. A couple things like that. But yeah, it was our first like venue show in a while for sure. 
was that out in that was out in Minnesota, right? Like uh, I'm assuming I think it was a brewery around Joe. Point oh. Seventh Street entry. Yeah, and what March or something or yep. April? Okay. Yeah, so that was okay. like kind of like one of our big first shows back with a mm-hmm. lot of new material um, that we had been working on through COVID times, you know, because obviously we couldn't be playing shows for a really long time. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's like something interesting about what happened with COVID was like the music industry was like one of the first industries to really get affected by it, like venues closing down, tours not being able to happen it happen and it was like one of the last to like come back to it felt like so there was a really long period of time where we didn't even see each other i didn't even see my brother even though we lived in minneapolis together just because we were like we got to be safe and you know not risk anything so during covid times we just wrote a bunch um i wrote a lot of stuff recently um invested in some like recording gear at my old place in minneapolis and um just started sketching out ideas and constantly sending them to these two. And um, once stuff was like getting a little bit better, we booked some time down here at Carpet Booth. And that was interesting because we still like, you know, hadn't been tested or anything like that. So we were all three of us like so close, but still like wearing masks around each other was always interesting. So, but got some recording done. And then it's just been like a process of, like our songs are finished now and now they're in that next phase of mixing and getting them polished and finished and stuff like that. But I think we're all really excited about these new collection of songs that's coming out hopefully well, sometime this year. Well, hell yeah. You know, I was, that's what I was going to ask. So it sounds like you played uh, a bunch of new unreleased tracks that sounds like you're working on here, finishing up. Um, from what I could tell, it appears the uh, reception was overwhelmingly elite. Um, but like, what was it like going back to that 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 first live performance? It's you haven't done it in a while. You know, did it feel like um, you had the training wheels back on for like a split second, or are you guys just too far you know into it now, where it's just like you could pick it up and just run with a live show, even though you haven't done one in a while? I don't know. I think uh, I think it was pretty comfortable. It felt good. Um, it was a little bit different. I didn't I didn't feel like we had to um work for the attention of people because i think people were so deprived of music for so long that every everyone at the past couple shows has, have really been really attentive and supportive um whereas sometimes people take that stuff for granted you know it's like i think in a lot of ways covid really brought that back um as far as that goes yeah, no, I was. I have not been able myself. I've not been able to make it out to a live event or a live show since COVID. Actually, I think my first one back is going to be Lumineers here in in July. Will be the first time I've actually been to a live show in, in a fucking long time. Yeah, um, crazy. We, I mean, we're also able to you know be in that environment, and be in that scene when when COVID was going on. I mean, what were you, what were you doing to keep you know keep the the band name out there? I guess get in front of people. Was it just releasing new stuff, or you know what were you doing? Besides the writing and coming up with new tracks, I don't think we're doing much. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, like the rest of us, all right. So we're all, yeah. we're all the humans here. Got it. I mean, we've talked yeah. about this a lot. Is like we lost some momentum, but who didn't? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it, honestly, it Everyone just felt did. like survival. I mean, literally, physically, with we didn't know what this virus was about, and then just emotionally and mentally, we were just like, I don't, we 
what are we supposed to do? We just have to like get through this. If it's going to be two weeks, like we thought at first and that was two years and we're still dealing with it. So I don't know, but <laughs> I, I was super grateful to, uh, because the touring and concert industry was so affected. We were able to, uh, I was, I stayed really busy during COVID in the studio. So I felt really thankful and we were just safe. You know, we, we had different rooms. So the first few weeks we like stayed in different rooms and then we do masking and, testing when needed and so i felt good that was like a huge creative outlet that i could keep going on but i know like i mean you guys could speak into this more but like when we didn't have the band it was it was pretty grim there for a while on not not having that creative outlet together and uh, i was averaging over eight hours of netflix a day i think i got you beat on that one to be honest with you though (laughs) i've seen almost every show Enough Every of my friends know this about me now, but I COVID I I literally developed sciatica in my left leg from COVID. I was sitting on my ass that much where now it just my left leg always fucking hurts. Like that lots of video games, lots of lots of Netflix. It was uh it didn't do me right. It didn't do me right. But I guess okay, so you didn't do much. What what has lasted longer? What lasted longer? COVID or growing the hair out? I started growing my hair before COVID. We we all had a conversation before we went to Europe, like, I don't know, a couple months before. And you can tell, I mean, people probably don't pick up on this, but like, I hate how my hair looks in all the European photos from that tour because it was in like major awkward stage. But And like, these two fuckers look so great with like any sort of length of hair. And I feel like I can do like the pompadour thing that I did for a million years and then this. And like the whole in-between felt like hell to me, dude. But... (laughs) But yeah, we all decided to do it together, which yep. was kind of fun because there were so many times I wanted to fucking give up, but my brothers, yeah. my brothers and then helped Cameron me. Gave up. Yeah, and then yeah, Cameron gave up. Yeah, he's a quitter, dude. The bus and said, he's a quitter. Fuck y'all, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he even posted a that, he, he flipped you off so bad. He even posted a video on Instagram about on his hair the author cut. account, dude. On the author account, sure did. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, y'all, I, y'all just men hang around. I went through a breakup, you know, so it was like a it was like a breakup move where I was like, I'm ready to get rid of my hair, start fresh. Yeah. And it's been something I've been wanting to do for a really long time too. I haven't haven't had my head shaved since I was like twelve or something like that. And I was like, I wanna see what I look like and I I really like it. It's been fun. Less hair, it's like I'm way less hot when I'm playing the drums too at shows, which is awesome. So He's gone from a ten to a seven. Wow! Uh, but then when he slays on the drums, from, from hot, he's on the drums though. He's he's back to a ten temp- for the, those brief minutes. From temperature well, hotness level, or from yeah, hotness hotness level? Well, you said I'm a lot less hot when I'm playing drums, uh, and then I said he went uh, from a ten to a seven. Sneaky. <laughs> I'm a. It's a dad joke. We know now, dude. That's all right. Hey, we're about dad jokes. If you got one at the top of your brain, you just need to spit out a dad joke. Please do. I'm I'm never going to stop anyone from ripping off a dad joke quick. I like that freedom. But uh, yeah, my uh, my uncle. I'll, I'll plug my uncle here. He's he's actually in a, a metal band right now. But he's uh, back in the day was doing some rock stuff himself. He was a drummer and he had his hair down to his ass literally as a drummer. And um, love it. I, I can only imagine. I mean. Are there ever horror stories? I play guitar a little bit, but I only had my Justin Bieber flow back then, so it wasn't really in the way. But has there ever been a story where someone's hair got mixed up in the guitar in some capacity and fucked them up? Yeah. So you pointed at Zach. What happened, Zach? Zach at 7th Street. I remember after that show, you were saying that your guitar was 
your hair is just getting caught up and I just, yeah, I'm not used to, it was a perfect storm of, I'm not used to playing shows with long hair because the entire time of me growing up, we weren't playing shows. And then this is like the first bigger show back where my hair is kind of like head banging length. And I was so excited to be back playing. It's just so great to play with these dudes. And then it was, we love playing seven sheet entry. So all these things, I went a little bit harder than I had in a while, as far as like energy on stage and just whipping my hair around. But yeah, it just got in my face all the time. And uh, I fucked up a couple parts for sure. Cause like I was blind, you know, but I just got to learn. That's fair. Well, I mean, must be worth it. Hey, whatever, whatever near COVID, the hair growing out must be worth it. Y'all got another show coming up on uh, June 11th, right? Um, that's, that's a thesis beer project. Is that in Minneapolis or Rochester, Minnesota? Rochester. Or? Rochester. Yeah. Roch- Man, I, I don't know if I'm. I don't want to say I miss Rochester. So I lived in Rochester briefly, uh, about two years, maybe, I think. Um, I'm not sure. I, I've not been back. All I remember is Rochester, Minnesota is a funnel of dog water weather. This is all I can really remember. That I, Living in Rochester is literally what convinced me to move to Seattle. The last, uh, I, I mean, I can remember this because it was literally the, 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 the turning point for me to move was when I decided... I'm going out to change my car battery. It's the middle of winter. It's Zach, it was that winter. Maybe y'all know this where like they had um, tanks on the highway trying to clear the snow. The snow mounds were that high and it was that brutal. Like they weren't allowing anyone to go outside. Yeah, it was we... that winter. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. And I had just come back from California. I drove into that. Um, but I had to change my car battery in my shitty little Honda Civic. And my fingers went numb. I think with uh, wind chills in the negative 60s, um that day and that was that was officially when i decided fuck this i am out of here and uh that coincidentally came so i like i said i was in california i just came back i got stuck in minneapolis for a day because of the road conditions and i tried to take this little honda civic on back roads to try to get home because i need to get home for work and i got stuck in the middle of absolutely nowhere i saw nothing but farms and broken down farms and field and i thought my honda civic was going to ram through this little um, pile of snow on the road. Little did I know that pile of snow was essentially concrete. And had it not been for a buddy randomly giving me some like pickaxe shovel time type of thing, I was stuck there. I went full survival mode, dug myself out of that area, turned my <laughs> ass around and managed by act of God to get this Honda Civic an hour and a half south and home. But uh <laughs> Hope you guys are loving Rochester still. Hope Minnesota's been great. <laughs> Damn, that was so brutal. <laughs> I think anyone that lives here and moves away is a goddamn quitter. Oh, come on. <laughs> I called you out. I'm just joking. Called you out. I mean, no, it, uh, no, you, yeah, it I'm just joking. sucked. I, I couldn't. I was like, give me the mild, like the mild seasons year round, whatever. And then, of course, you know, one year into living here, Washington gets a hundred. It was freaking 115 degrees last summer. No, and there's no air conditioning out here. So, more like around Seattle, it was like 105. Uh, I literally had my grandparents standing in my apartment. My apartment was 82 degrees because oh, I had no wow. AC. They were sweating, standing there. We had to get them out, damn near rushing to the emergency room. So it's like, you know, man, what was the you, point? You're you know, describing a lot of inclement weather around you. I mean, maybe it's you because yeah, it's, it's always happening I've, around you, dude. I've noticed that trend. I came here and there's been literally more snow. Every winter has gotten more snowy, longer winters since I've moved here. So it's a, 
I think anything bad that happens to me now, I guess it is a, a me thing. So I appreciate that good juju. Uh, well, yeah, you might have some bad life. juju. I just want the best for you, man. Maybe you should get some you know, <laughs> a cleansing it. session done or something. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's all love here at Audio Bistro. So I, I, I do appreciate that. Um, <laughs> let's get back on it. Enough, enough about my fucking problems with the with the winner. I am I am officially a quitter. I, I dip, right. dipped out after 20 some odd years of living in the snow. Um but like I said, we got June 11th. We got the Thesis Beer Project. And you guys are going to be on stage with, um, I don't know if it's this one or if it was a recent show, you were on stage with another band with Jesus Flow. Um, yeah, that was our last, last show. Sleeping Jesus. So, yeah, I was going to say, I think their name's literally Sleeping Jesus. And they all had Zach's hair, I think. Um, so yeah. Cut from no the cool. same cloth. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Um but what else is new? Like, give me some insight. Give me some details on this on these unreleased tracks. You know, should we be expecting new music soon from author? Trev? There's uh all I'm gonna say is we have between three and thirty new songs. And they're all gonna be coming out soon. So <laughs> so vague. Not binary. Cool. Between three yeah. and thirty <laughs> love that range. A minimum like- of nine minutes, a maximum of uh, 97 minutes. I don't yeah, take away yeah. from that other than I'm excited. Is it still, I mean, are you guys still doing the same type of music? I mean, last stuff you were putting out, like, like we touched on on the top was, you know, it's indie rock, indie, you know, are we still feeling that, that same vibe with the unreleased tracks here? It's kind of, no spoilers, no spoilers. It's kind of all over, to be honest. There is some songs that probably will like people who have been listening to us for a while will be like, Oh yeah, this sounds like author, you know, like this sounds like previous stuff they've done. Um, there's some more experimental stuff that we've been doing here in the studio to, um, trying out some different like genres that maybe are not like necessarily our wheelhouse. But I think like, obviously the big tying factor is Trevor's vocals. Like anytime Trevor's singing on something, it's going to sound like us. Um, so it's just That'll like happen. taking that la, whole, la, la. <laughs> there he goes, la la. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, we're excited about it. Like we definitely got outside of our comfort zone. This is like our first collection of songs that we've done like 100% independently. Like Zach has, we've been tracking here at Carpet Booth and he's been like engineering, but you know, him being a part of author, um, it's not like we have an outside producer. We don't have an outside engineer that we're working with. Um, all of the songs are self-written. Um, so it's definitely a new thing for us to be like completely independent in the studio and tracking everything ourselves, doing everything ourselves. But it's been a lot of fun for sure. I mean, learning learning like... experiences and stuff like that has been great. So. so yeah, this all sounds like you're going the, the work smarter, not harder route if you're just doing everything in-house together. I mean, I'm sure that's a, a blast for the time. You know, you guys post... Uh, some videos of the process going on. You know, the other day, Zach ripping on the keyboard. Um, yep. I think that w- that might have been a little sneak into something coming up, I'd imagine. But um, do y'all ever have anyone remix your songs? Like, and do a, I, I've listened to some songs and I've like, as I'm listening to them, I've started to randomly just like my brain doing its own thing going off to like how, ooh, this could sound cool, like an EDM remix type of thing. So have someone come in and drop. You ever work with like artists to to remix your tracks or any of, any of y'all do that kind of thing on the side? Yeah, with a, a single that we just released, uh, well, not just released, I think it was last year, it was called On and On. Um, we had a few people actually do some remixes of that. 
a buddy of ours here in Rochester. His name's uh, Ghost Meat is what he goes under. Um, he did like an 8-bit remix. Um, one of yeah, Zach's yeah. friends, his name's Zach Fody. He's a super talented engineer producer up in Minneapolis. He did a remix. And then um, a band from Canada called Ellis um, did a remix also for that song. So all three of those are on our Spotify, um, which is just fun to kind of like give the stems to people and just be like, do whatever the hell you want with them, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and seeing what other people do creatively with the song that we wrote is really fun. So, and hopefully that's something we're going to continue to do. I think we all enjoyed that process. And it's also just like a way of like supporting other artists that we really think are great. And like, we want more Mm -hmm. people to be like listening to them. Um, and it's just like fun to collaborate with people and just be like, take our song and just completely do whatever the hell you want with it. You know? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Well, that's that. No, that's sick. I was, I was curious. Like I said, I, I listen to some of your tracks and I go off on my own brain tangents of uh, what else yeah. sound cool but um i love the music i love the vibe i would strongly encourage anyone to check out author uh if you have not already you know even tracks dating back a few years are still slapping um they are on audio bistro's indie casserole volume one playlist um had to get them on there there's just some songs that you know it's had to make playlist one um so i love having it on there i love when author comes across um but that's also me being just like an indie rock indie anything type of nerd about it um, one last question here before we, before we dip out, I was kind of curious when, when it got started, you know, what kind of kicked up the inspiration for this type of music? Maybe, maybe your sound, I like asking the artist that, you know, where does the inspiration stem from? Is it just a natural thing where it's like, this is just the first thing we started ripping was this. Um, I mean, I think at least speaking for Cam and I, for sure, we grew up on, uh, this, the, these two labels that were kind of one label called tooth and nail and solid state. And Solid State uh, had, like, the biggest band they had was Under Oath. Um, And then the whole, like, emo and indie side of things was all on Tooth and Nail. So, I mean, we grew up on this sort of, like, alt-rock, indie rock kind of thing. And um, we always played the heavier side of stuff growing up. And so, for us, I think it was pretty natural to try to do something like this. Um, Yeah, it was very, very fun. Yeah, and uh, I think Zach, with you were, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, Zach, weren't you at one point putting out your own kind of just your own music for under your name? Uh, yeah, I have one song out that I put um, put out right before okay. <laughs> uh, right before I joined Author again. Um, okay, and, and I have a lot of solo stuff, but to be honest, I just don't know when and if I'll ever get to it because life is full. But well, yeah, yeah. you get the boys now. I mean. Just do your whatever you're gonna do by yourself. Might as well just drop it in the author, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty different, but yeah, yeah. The stuff I do alone would be like German black metal mixed with spoken word poetry. <sighs> right, that's right on the nose. I, that that's a genre I have never heard of. I I think it's, I'm surprised, man. <laughs> no, Sorry, yeah. hey, Cameron, and you were saying something. I apologize. Uh, no, I I think. Yeah, I think a big thing with like starting like a softer indie rock band or whatever, um, too, for Trevor, I remember he really wanted to like approach being like a lead singer. And that was something that he had never done because in our hardcore band, we all sang in that band, too. Um, 
but it was all like harmonies or background vocals and stuff like that. So I remember Trevor being like, I want to like try doing this front man thing and like singing. And um, it's still fun though, because like, I think that people who know us or even some people who just like are musicians and like understand music, sometimes like people come up to us and they'll be like, you guys definitely like used to play in like heavy bands, you know, just like the way that we still approach like live shows, especially like me as a drummer, I, hit the drums pretty hard you know and that's just like how i grew up playing and i like playing the drums that way and even if it's in like a softer indie rock band like it's still like there i think our heavy roots for sure <laughs> oh, definitely hell yeah no that that's that's really cool um I'm, I'm one of those people who i absolutely hate hearing my voice so me doing a podcast is the weirdest thing ever I, like i don't like seeing my face i don't like hearing my voice so i mean I could never imagine being a singer of a band just just knowing when you actually like not when you're just talking you know how you even you hear your voice on like a video you're just like oh, that's that's what i fucking sound like um <laughs> do you, i mean how did you just never been a problem for any of y'all you just don't care love your voice uh-huh. i think i just got really used to it to be honest plus Holy shit, you got used to hearing sound. yourself talk yeah cam and i sound pretty similar so it's kind of like a mirror all the time mm-hmm and yeah, you guys are, and y'all are bro- y'all aren't yeah, twins or brothers. anything, right? Brothers, just, just... no, brothers. So who has who's, who? Who generally has the upper hand? Ooh, the upper hand? Wow. Do you mean physically? Yeah. Who is who is the superior brother? The superior brother. I think if we had a fight to the finish, to fight to the death, I think we'd yes. both die in a, in a <laughs> epic anime style smashing duel. Cam yeah, and I both yeah. have different strengths for sure. But Cameron's got that sort of like fucking uh, sumo strength. Like he'll just hold you and you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you've got, got the you've got the tour. rage deep inside you that would you know push you to the the brink. Yeah, Trevor's uh, Trevor's a got neck. a scary rage thing that could definitely come out. I have it too. It There's no has, judgment. It maybe has come out. <laughs> Not maybe. Well, if that ever, if if if, if we ever get that duel, I'd pay, I'd pay uh money for that. Um, what's it, an HBO or something to right? Yeah, the we'll just hit up. Uh, what's that? What's that guy's name? We'll just hit up uh, Logan Paul. We'll have a really low key fight. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. No, I think what would be better. I think what would be better would be like brother bands fighting, and we could be like the low bill, and then we could have like the Oasis brothers fight. Oh, you know I that's mean, the that main bill. bill. Oh my god, that would be to the death. Yeah. Liam and that could actually whatever. be a sick pay-per-view brother bands yeah, fighting the Hanson brothers fighting too yeah three-way fight. Jonas Jonas brothers fighting and the Jonas oh the Jonas brother that uh, I can't imagine there's gonna be a ton of entertainment value to that but Greta, Greta Van Fleet way. fighting their, Yo, their brothers, so those so. are those are some Wisconsin dudes um right I, I don't think Greta I'm mistaken Fleet? by that I think they're yeah yeah Wisconsin I believe Midwest. I actually Yep. When I was working my internship in Madison, Wisconsin, before they ever blew up, they did this random, for some reason, the internship I was working for did a random, uh, like I had, here I am a a marketing intern. I was kind of working like not security for this event, but like we were hosting the event. So I had to kind of work around it. And Greta Van Fleet was, Fleet was playing there like casually before they ever got big. And I just remember like, like, holy shit, these dudes got like a sweet old school vibe to them. Like they kind of feels like, older rock but also modern day rock at the same time and um i didn't realize it's, is it the singer and the guitarist are brothers or yeah, is i think they're all brothers 
singer guitarist brothers. singer guitarist and bassist and, i believe and then the the drummer yeah. is like a f- childhood friend or something I okay can't, yeah, i can't remember but, they, but he got adopted by the family so okay all... is that for real <laughs> shit that is a He's spreading rumors. That'd okay. be sick. That'd be a cool story. <laughs> I mean, anyone, oh, a sick can story. <laughs> anyone can update Wikipedia. That's the whole point. Hey, man. That's facts. Hey, man. That's facts. But yeah, saw them before they got like big time and thought they were sick. And then randomly one day I bought this uh, baseball video game for, it's called The Show on PlayStation. And they were on there. I was like, holy shit. Are they like big now? And then now I, I've seen them on, I know they've had like music on commercials, but like they fucking blew up. Yeah, they're huge. But, um, big boys. Yeah. little. I think the singer's a little dude, but with a, just huge pipes. But, uh, and then. Short King. Short King, for sure. Shout out to the Short Kings. I, I can't claim myself as one of them, but I respect them all. Amen. Yeah, we're all over six feet tall. So, sorry. <laughs> Good work, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna leave y'all at it. Let you have the rest of your day back. But I I'm really grateful you decided to come on. Like I was saying, anyone who wants to come on early on, I really appreciate it. I I can't wait um, till these new tracks are coming out. Um, I'll make sure to you know we're sharing the message as much as we can when you got new music come out because I really do love what you guys are putting out. That's a big thing. I don't want to have anyone on the show that I don't love the love the music. I don't want to share it. Um, so when the new tracks come out, we'll be make sure to hit everyone up about it. Um, but hope we can stay in touch. Hope we can have you back on down the road. Yes, it's been great having y'all, having all three of you on. Um, best of luck to everyone's hair, tattoos, and throwing up on cobblestones. Um, Amen. God bless. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>